Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2020 has been the year to rediscover the great outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And now my two best friends in the entire world, Mello and Paige. Guys, I'm excited to, to be here with you. I'm in a great mood today, Tuesday morning. I know Paige is as well. Uh, can't wait. I'm just curious, like, afraid that maybe Matt's bipolar? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous too. But I, I also just, think it was just my presence that brought out the best in him. Because when we logged on, Matt was not in the best mood. But now he is. I'm saving my energy for the show because we do the podcast and we turn around and do two hours of radio. I'm just saving it. I, I big country today tried making small talk with me. He's like, how you doing? I was like, I'm fucking great. Leave me alone. Like, let's just not waste words <laughs> when we are all paid to talk. I'm going to use that energy for the three hours I need to. <laughs> and then he not wonders any other why time. people think he's in a bad mood. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Why, why do you right. think I'm in a bad I'm mood? I'm in a fine mood today. I'm fucking great. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, Hey Matt, <laughs> I'm like, I'm exactly. in a great mood. You guys, Matt's like, I'm that makes one of us. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You I asked. kill myself books over here. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. No worries. Um, first things first, you guys, we're fucking morons because last week we picked our ideal foursomes and to golf with, and we didn't include ourselves. And I just want to apologize to our listeners for how dumb we are. That was I feel the, like we, we fixed it on Twitter. I know at least I did. I think, I Paige, you did too. <laughs> I was like, oops. Like, as soon as somebody mentioned it, I was like, I'm an idiot. I <laughs> named four people, which would be great to golf with. I guess I'm not going to be there, though. So I hope they had fun. Yeah, I, I hope know they had fun without so me. Little, I know so little about golf, but I just went with it. I saw you guys had four people in there. I'm just like, okay, I cool. think even most courses have like a rule that you can't have five people. And that's what we tried to go with. <laughs> We're rule breakers. So they're going to be an awkward cart situation because my ass ain't walking. Right. Definitely not. I ain't a caddy. Um, but congrats to Dustin Johnson. We both wore a green jacket this weekend. He and I, uh, he earned his. I did not. So he for, earned his. You buy yours. Yeah. yeah. For those listening, I did see a picture of Matt's green jacket. It wasn't terrible. It, Thank you. It could have been better if you didn't wear like a white T-shirt popping out of your sweater. If you kept it all black, it would have been good. But the real winner was Polly. I don't want to go too much black. No, you go all black with pops of color like that. That's just like yeah, maybe close Next enough. Time. But yeah, that was like amazing. All black with a pop of gray. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Today is the day where you're going to need to watch the show on YouTube just for Paige's reactions. Um, so this is one of those weekends. I actually, I took off the whole weekend. I, uh, Friday barely worked, took off Saturday, took off Sunday, tried to take off Monday. My football consumption this weekend was incredibly low. My steak consumption was incredibly high as was my bourbon consumption. So I'm going to need you guys to fill me in on anything important that I missed. I feel like with college football, once the sec cancels, I don't really need to watch it. It was rough sitting through those games and knowing that like we should have had Alabama and LSU and we mm -hmm. didn't. And I mean, even like Texas A&M had to cancel. It was it was a rough slate of games. And like even the like, primetime night games weren't that exciting. It was it was not a great weekend of college football. I mean, primetime yeah. game was Arizona USC for us. 
Uh, yeah, it was one of them. And, and so, Paige wouldn't let me watch it. Though. Right. I know. Yeah. So, well, because they were doing well and I didn't want you to ruin it. And it, we ended up ruining right. it anyway. But I mean, I was very pleasantly surprised, but I was very, very stressed out that whole time. Uh, yeah. So I had to watch Notre Dame because, again, she would not let us change the channel. I, I sent in the group chat. I was like, every time I turn on the USC game, USC does something great. And then I got scolded and told not to watch it. So I flipped over and watched Ian Book and uh, the Fighting Irish. And I know that all of our Notre Dame fans are tuning in again this week. Yeah, because they love us since we're so nice to them <laughs> since we made so many friends. Yeah. What's funny is I actually love Kyron Williams and Mello knows this. I talk about him nonstop when we're watching games together on the weekend. So, And I like Ian Book as a college quarterback. I really like Notre Dame. I think Brian, we've had Brian Kelly uh, on our last podcast. He's great. We had such a good time with him. My one of my favorite campuses I've ever been to. Still don't think they should have rushed the field. So That's jealous. that. That's it. Yeah, it's just that simple. Yeah. I like Notre Dame too. Like all the tight ends that they have. Mm-hmm. I, I like their defense. I like their running back as well. I'm not a big Ian Book fan, but I mean, he's the number one or sorry, number three ranked team in the nation, I think right now. So I don't hate him. He hasn't done anything right. to me. He's got a pretty good gig going on. Yeah, I was watching both games because I had two setups going, but I would not let you guys right. change the channel because Arizona Definitely, I owe everyone on Arizona an apology because I think I tweeted at the beginning of the game. I was like, oh, Arizona football's back. I can't wait to get hurt. Like, here we go, which mm, ended up happening anyway. But it was hurt. It was it was less painful because it was like, okay, there are some some good things that are coming out of this. And shout out to my guy, Grant Gannell, because he looked great. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited more now for Arizona football, which again means I'm going to get hurt. So, <laughs> And so I watched the Florida game because I have realized I'm a Florida fan this year. I love Kyle Trask. I love Kadarius Tony. We're going to talk about them a little bit later in the show today when we do some overrated, underrated. You can guess which side they're on. Like, I really enjoy watching Florida, even without Kyle Pitts. Like, I don't care. I'm still tuning in to watch Florida play. Um, and I have a big board coming out Wednesday morning. Uh, Kyle Pitts is shooting way the hell up that thing. Kyle Pitts is? The Kyle Pitts is, yep. Mm, yes. I know we disagree on that. We do. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but I did watch Florida play, and they just make everything look so easy. They do. I think Trask threw for like six touchdowns. And that Arizona, not Arizona, you got me stuck on this. <laughs> but Arkansas defense is yes. one of like the best pass defenses in the SEC. So I know a lot of people probably tuned into that game or saw the box score and was like, well, of course Florida beat Arkansas that bad. But Arkansas has been playing very well this yeah. year. So that was a good game for Kyle Trask for his Heisman ability, like campaign that yeah. he has right now for his draft stock and the dude. Uh, he also accepted an invite to Mobile. He's going to be at the Senior Bowl, yes. which I think is a genius yes. idea for him. I mean, you talk about some of these other quarterbacks, like Trevor Lawrence is eligible to be at the Senior Bowl. I don't plan on seeing him there. I don't think he will. He's the mm-hmm. number one overall pick. Justin Fields can't go. Zach Wilson can't go. Trey Lance can't go. So now Kyle Trask has the ability to go down to Mobile when – Hopefully we have a game and raise his draft stock for a week of practice. Mac Jones. I think he can. I think, I think he graduates. So it's going to be like Trask, Jones, Ellinger, Maybe Kellen Mond. Are you guys going to be able to keep your cool with Sam Ellinger around you or what? Yeah, I think I'll be okay. You sure? I don't get starstruck at, at all. And no disrespect to Sam. I love Sam. He's not going to be the one that does it for me. Like if it's if there's a Texas player, you're like, oh, like we hung out with Vince Young, and it was a little like I'm brag. nervous to shoot my shot here, but I'm going to anyway. Like I don't know. It, Sam is one of the greatest Texas quarterbacks I think of all time, and he'll get a trophy or a statue there someday that's very well deserved. Sam Ellinger's not going to make me starstruck. 
like the one time where I thought I might actually get starstruck is when we were going to an event and it was like, Ooh, McConaughey was invited. He might be there. Mm, yeah. uh, that's the uh, one where I don't know that I could actually. Oh, I would, I wouldn't have words. Um, right. I don't really get starstruck either with athletes. Like I just, I feel like, I guess maybe because of what we do, you've been around them enough, yep. you know enough about them too. Um, and have met enough to know that like, maybe you shouldn't meet all, like they say, don't meet your heroes. Like it's probably a good idea not to sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't get starstruck at all, but I, I think it's interesting that you're a Florida fan. I'm like, I've gone the opposite direction. Like I was really in on Mullen and I enjoyed him, but I, now I'm just kind of out on that. I mean, I love watching Kyle Trask and Pitts and everything like that too. Ooh. Someone is at my house cause Hank is losing his mind. Um, I didn't know if that was your stomach growling again this week or your dog barking. <laughs> no, it's just my dog. It's tell. fine. Hank's really upset that I said I was mad. I don't like Florida. He actually is Florida fan. Just kidding. Um, no, I also think too, like I'm super brainwashed because I have tons of Alabama fans or friends that are Alabama fans or associated with Alabama. And so I, I think I've just like become a Alabama homer, which I think I saw something on Twitter about you being an Alabama fan, maybe I'm, coming over and joining that. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Kristen Saban is one of my friends. Our other friend, Chris Marler is a lifelong uh, does she know Nick? fan. The humble brags today are amazing <laughs> and they're not even coming from me. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. So I do know Kristen, but just kidding. Actually, we've never met. We're just internet friends, but we're really close. Mm. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I just think because we talk about like football and they obviously are like very into it. Um, yeah, I just I think I've become a I'm not homer. an Alabama fan, but it, I feel like it comes across like I am sometimes, especially like every Monday I do a state of college football article and I praise Alabama. It feels like every week and I feel like people are going to start to catch on and be like, is this guy an Alabama fan? Like, no, I'm well, not at all, really. But like, I respect the hell out of Nick Saban and what he's built at Alabama. It's like for the last 10 years, everyone thought I was a Patriots fan. Yeah. And just no, you just respect what they do. Yeah. Like now people, oh, you're such a Chiefs fan. It's like, no, I just love what they're doing. They have the best quarterback on the planet. I'm going to praise them. Still a Niners fan, even though we suck, like still a Niners yeah. fan. No, so. I think that's kind of how I was last year with LSU. Like I saw what they were doing and I was like, holy crap, this is good. Like I'm going to root for yeah. this to be successful because obviously we've seen the same thing over and over again with Clemson and Alabama. So it was nice to have somebody else compete. Um, but I think I also, I love watching Mac Jones. Like I said before, like that kid can sling it. Like I love watching him play and just throw it down there and not give a shit also because people thought he wasn't going to be able to come in and do that. And then also Najee Harris is a Bay area guy and I am a huge homer for him because I want him to win the Heisman. I think he's great. So, uh, yeah, that's why I think each year I kind of just pick somebody that I appreciate how they're playing. And this year it's not Florida. I can tell you that. I feel like as a Texas fan, I should start doing that. Say like picking a player outside the big 12 you know what because last year was joe burrow so maybe i actually already do this maybe this year it's cal trask learning say, about myself I, today i think you might have already. <laughs> i think you already do this judging by the first couple minutes of the show it's a definitely a kyle i trask. really like kyle trask the nba draft is this week very exciting except matt yes. do, you, do you have an nba do you guys have an nba affiliation uh, I do now. Um, I felt like because Melo and I do like a daily sports talk radio show where you have to have all the takes that I needed to really invest in the NBA because okay. there's none of the like state or shows here really talk NBA. It's like, oh, we're going to be the one that does. So I am actually a Denver Nuggets fan. I don't I don't have like a team. I tried to jump on with that uh, base. I don't know what that <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies because I really like John Morant, mm -hmm. but it's been difficult to even cheer for teams. And I grew up. I was a huge Spurs fan. And I find myself still rooting for them, even though I don't really like 
many of their players. So yeah, kind of uh, an affiliation there. I do want to see the Spurs be good, but like when Pop leaves, I, I probably won't be a Spurs fan anymore. And I'm trying to make the Grizzlies thing work. It's not really happening. They're we just kind of close to us around yeah, here. Yeah, and we don't have a local team in Dayton yeah. growing up. Like OKC is the closest, but that's relatively new. And so there wasn't that even like community of basketball and I fans. Can't root for teams in Oklahoma. Right. So like everyone around here feels like was a Bulls fan growing up, but it was just because of Jordan. Yeah. Right. So like once Jordan retired, it's just random. Like there's a lot of Kobe, we're a lot of Kobe fans, a lot of LeBron fans, just a lot of bandwagon fans in Southwest Missouri, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm from the Bay Area and should be a Warriors fan. My whole family, they're all Warriors fans. I didn't really grow up like watching that much NBA. Like I watched a lot of college basketball and in high school, I got really into college basketball and my like senior year, I think was when Blake Griffin was like player of the year. And so I just was like, okay, wherever he gets drafted, I'll be a fan of that team. So then I inevitably had to be a Clippers fan for a while. And it was extremely painful and very, very difficult. And then when they traded him after like signing him to this big contract and telling him he'd be there for life and blah, blah, blah. I was super pissed and bitter about it. So I was like, all right, I can be a Pistons fan, I guess. But I also too went to a basketball school. Nobody wants to be a Pistons fan. So um, I I root for any guy that went to Arizona. So like, it was hard for me to like root against the Warriors because like Steve Kerr, you have Andre Goodall, you have all kinds of people there that are affiliated with Arizona. So, um, but I am more so on the Bucks bandwagon. Like I started this last year really? and they got a little, little busy last night to keep Giannis around, which I think was really, what was that face? Here's the thing about the NBA for me as like a diehard football guy. I cannot believe the amount of draft picks that get traded for average mm-hmm. players, like three first round picks for a guy I've never heard of. <laughs> it's okay, well, that's your thing. own fault. Well, like, okay, be honest. How good is he? He's okay. He's not three first round picks. Exactly. So, so like three first round picks in football, like that gets you Khalil Mack plus someone. Like it gets you Jalen Ramsey plus a wide receiver. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. And I know basketball is different, but actually like their draft is only two rounds. So to me, like the importance those of those yeah. picks is so much higher. And it's like three first round picks for a guy whose first name spelled wrong. Like that's where we're at as an organization. His name's Drew. Yeah, but the J-R-U-E. No. Okay, Come but on. let me just explain to you. It's less about those picks and more about what they keep by getting guys like that to come play in Milwaukee. Like right. this I whole like, thing is to keep you honest. honest. And I get that it's right. a huge risk. Like people were saying like, okay, if he doesn't resign like next year or this year, but I think he resigns like in a couple days. Like I think it's happening and I they've already so. had this discussion. I don't think they would have taken this big of a risk if they didn't feel like this was what he wanted because they did have a conversation before he went home for their like really short off season right now um, and had a discussion with him about stuff. And I know that like, I, he also recognizes what would happen if he left Milwaukee and joined a team that had another superstar and what that means for his legacy. So I sort of think he wants to stay in Milwaukee if they can make it work. It's just how far are they willing to go to do it? And I think, honestly, I think it pays off because realistically, like even if he signs, an extension now and then doesn't resign. Like they're going to have one to two championships. Like our Milwaukee fans are really going to care that they don't have draft picks for like maybe two years after that. Like, no, not really. They're going to be living in the glory because they have two championships or so. Rams like, fans have no picks or championships. So, right. you know, yeah, I mean, there's risk in everything. 
But I think ultimately, like people are going to mock the the Bucks right now for giving so much. Like you said, like you gave so much for a guy that maybe is. I mean, he's good. He's better than average for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's way different than NFL teams because too, like that's one guy that's going to help. Like that's a lot easier of a hey, that's going to fix your team than like one guy on an NFL team. Yeah, and with like first round picks, it's like the top three is its own beast in the nba then you have like the lottery picks so those i think those are like the rest of like be a second round pick in the nfl and then the rest of your first round picks in the nba draft those are like day three picks you know like if you break it down that way that's kind of how i compare it across sports because when you hear first round picks you're like oh my god like they gave up that much but you're drafting players that might not even make your team at the end of the first round like you might find a guy like in the nfl that hits and like you get Giannis at pick 14 overall or whatever. Usually you're not going to find those type of stars that late, but it's kind of a crap shoot. So giving up those picks to keep Giannis, it is what it is. I've done it's no lot, research though. on this, but I feel like NBA general managers are really bad at their jobs. Like the fact that you're telling me in a given year, there are only three or four basketball players who are going to make a difference in your team. Yep. That's crazy to me. But like guys like Steph Curry fall. Guys like Giannis but, yeah. fall. And you only have Kobe 12 guys on the team, though. Right. So you don't have that many roster spots. Yeah. I just don't think it's that hard to watch basketball and be like, I'm oversimplifying it. I don't think it's that hard to watch basketball, though, and be like, that guy's actually really good. Let's get okay. him. Yeah. But there you just aren't definitely... that many players that are going to. Yeah. Like you have five guys on the team. So you have to draft a difference maker that is better than the five guys you already have, not better than the 53 guys you already have. Sounds like the Seahawks. Sure. Evaluate your roster draft based mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. But I mean, we are all in agreement that the MLB is the worst of all the drafts, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. No one even <laughs> understands all the rules. I know. I just I mean, don't you understand. Guys, what? They're drafted like three different times. It's like, oh, I thought yeah. you were in this system. Nope. You decided to go to college and yeah. nope. You went back to college again. And now then, you're rule five. Now yeah. you're not. I mean, the like stars that get drafted earlier, these high school kids that I've really like, I've never heard of. I'm not tracking high school baseball to see who the top prospects are. When also I you got like six like, years until what, they get June? to your team anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Like they, exactly. could, they have a Especially long Bobby time Witt, to fail or get better. Next year. Or they get drafted and then they get traded. So like by the time I do get to know who they are, it's like they're on a different team. And yeah. then they actually suck for that different team. I remember when the Royals drafted, what was his name? Like Flanagan or something? Yeah. At a TCU. Kyle Flanagan. He's just a left-handed pitcher. He like came up, played in the World Series. Like, oh, we might have something special here. Then they traded him the next year. And I don't even think he's in MLB anymore. It's it's a crap shoot. No, it absolutely is. Um, I do have a question for the group. What's the first thing we're going to post on our fleet for the two guys at Girl Pod account on Twitter? I already posted because on mine. These things was- are fucking stupid <laughs> I, I already there. posted on mine and it was simply just a picture telling people to follow the podcast oh really? also, that's a good idea <laughs> i hate it already because i did i forgot that like that that basically engages people and tells them to dm you because it's like them looking at it one-on-one so i've gotten a lot of right. reaction and i'm like Duh, oh. i don't that was a bad so, idea and i'm wearing a turtleneck yeah. so my first thought was my first thought when I saw it this morning was like, this will be great for the foundation that I run because for all the raffles and things we do, more people might see it than they yeah. like tweets can get lost in your timeline. It was like, oh, this will be great to promote the, the raffles that we do for the foundation. But now seeing people like rebel against the fleet, it's like I'm not putting anything on there because I feel like everybody hates it. So they're not going to look at it. Like, how long is it before we're all fleeting, though? Like, I remember when Instagram stole it from Snapchat. It's like, oh, you jerk off stole it from Snapchat. I'm not using this. Guess what? 
We right. all do it. Right. At least the three of us and a lot of our listeners do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I give it like a month before. And that's how I look at Instagram stories is like I use my Instagram story for number one, something I don't want you guys to make fun of. Or number two, something that I want to get a lot of engagement on because it's kind of bumped for people to see. I yeah. just don't have to go through your scroll. It, for my story, I just want to track who's stalking me. Oh, like, okay. Now I got you. I know you saw this picture. Nice. Good idea. You don't do that. I, it's no, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to pull one. a page here and humble brag. <laughs> I have a lot of followers, so you can't really do that. Did, you're verified on Instagram, right? Fuck yeah. Okay, sorry, but does it like separate your like verified users from whatever? Is it like uh, a? I think so. It definitely separates like who. You yeah, follow. I think I think it does actually. Now that I'm like looking back in my memory of how it separates, yes, it does. Okay. Not like Twitter does in your mentions. Which well, would be great if I could see like, so on Twitter for me, like you get your notifications and then you can get your verified notifications, which are really nice. Cause then if you just went and interact with other elite human beings, you can, um, and you don't have to like go through the trash of everybody else. I'm joking. Just don't beat me <laughs> up. Uh, I wish Instagram did that, but they don't. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I post stories probably every day just because I'm bored and I'm basic. Um, but I, I'm nervous now because I feel like I need to hire like an intern or like somebody because <laughs> do I need to post like different things to my fleet that I post to my right? Instagram story? Do I change it up? Do I keep the same stuff just in case uh -huh. people don't follow me on both? I like, think it's time for us to just bring on a, a two guys, a girl and an intern. <laughs> and an intern. I like that. If you want to be, on I had intern, the same question though. It's like, if I post something on my fleet, should I also put it on my Instagram? If I put something on my what Instagram about your Facebook story? story? Is it supposed to come over there? No. I don't do Facebook. Is I don't that what do it's called? Facebook either. That's for that's for the what thirty five and older people. <laughs> I do. I was talking about this the other day. I actually hate Facebook, but my that's how like I keep up with like my mom. And like some of the people oh, I was in high school he used with. the mom card on us to make oh, us really? feel bad just now for making fun of him freezing. It was like, I follow my mom. <laughs> well, yeah, right. You're sending hard eye emojis to people. So not anymore, but you were <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> to my mom. That's who the hard eye emoji went to. Right. Kathy, I love you. <laughs> Trying to get back in that favorite son status. Right. <laughs> that will never happen. Is it mellow? No. No. No, oh, it's our really? oldest brother. Our oldest brother absolutely is. She hates it when we have this talk, though. Yeah, she's going to hate it. Sorry. My mom would okay. hate if I said she had a favorite, too. I'm her favorite daughter. But that's because I'm her only daughter. You always have that. I'm my mom's favorite third child. It doesn't offend me, though. So I don't care. Mike's no. the favorite. We know it. I know my place. It's fine. It's I fine. mean, it's not like I was mistreated. She was never like, yeah, I'm taking Michael right. with me. You jack has to stay here right we no, were no, no, always no. very well treated by both parents i say this all the time i am the closest to our mom while being her least favorite that makes so, sense because she probably checks accurate. in with you because she's worried which she already told me she was so it's fine yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's yeah. fine but yeah no i don't i don't know what what the the fleet thing is gonna do but i i feel like it's opening up a whole new like it's exhausting i'm like oh really i have to post mm. on one more thing and keep i wish up they had one done more thing when i still had a job i could be fired from because like oh that's gonna disappear i can do whatever i want it's gonna go away there's no record yeah. of it but people still take no they screenshots, screenshots yeah you, that's that's like snapchat that's like kids actually thinking that yeah. that goes right. away and there's not like your right. dudes in a file yeah. somewhere kids um Kids I do days. wish that fleets had existed for like some of my takes, like Trent Richardson, best running back prospect I've ever scouted. If that one could disappear, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you can Twitter search for the fleets. 
Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't tried uh, it. I haven't lot, explored anything with it yet. A lot to play around with. Yeah, I post on it. The one thing I will say, though, is that there's no filters. So girls are definitely going to keep up on Instagram Ooh. instead. So as soon Ooh. as Twitter gets filters, yeah, it's over. But yeah. if Art. you post it on Instagram, it saves to your photo roll. So you could just you have that filtered photo from Instagram that you can then put on Fleet. Matt, of course, I already know that and did that this morning. <laughs> 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 I was just telling our listeners who might You're not just know. trying to help him you know, out. Now that I'm an Instagram boyfriend, I know this shit. So <laughs> yeah, Matt is an Instagram boyfriend. I'm just making fun of myself. So you guys can't. That's the trick. <laughs> if I tease myself, it, it takes it the power away from you. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Let's get into something you actually are pretty good at, which is scouting. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, well, some people would disagree. Not the ones that listen to this podcast, but definitely on Twitter. If you want to check that out, go check out his mentions. It's really fun. So we're going to do overrated and underrated prospects. Matt, who you got? Uh, overrated, I'm going with Travis Etienne. I know a lot of Clemson fans are going to come at us this week. Go ahead and clip this one out, producer Clemson. Matt. Because Clemson. 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 Here's my thing about Travis Etienne. I think he's a really good college football player. I think he's a really good college running back. He is definitely a Heisman candidate. Uh, he's going to be an All-American. I just don't know how well that's going to transition to the NFL unless he gets in a scheme where everything he does can be outside the tackle box. He has he does have very good speed. He's a little bit small. There's been some fumbling issues the last couple of weeks. Uh, pass catching is relatively new to him. Pass protection is a foreign language to him. So when I look at ETN, I almost see a third down back or like a secondary back. Maybe not even third down because we don't know if he can pass protect well enough. I almost see a secondary back or someone who needs to go to an outside zone scheme. Like if he went to our Niners page, he'd probably rush for 1,500 yards. Yeah. It would be amazing. Or, you know, like what Dalvin Cook does in Minnesota. Like that fits him really, really well. But if you go to the Chicago Bears, like you don't fit there. Or, you know, there's just so many teams that I feel like he's not a fit for. So that's where I say he's overrated because people are like, oh, he's RB1. He's a first-round pick. He might be a first-round pick come April, but I don't think he should be is where I'm at. I'm kind of with you on the like overrating of the running backs there. And with Travis Etienne, I like him and I think he can be special, but I don't think he's like a, a first round running back. I think it Najee's that for me. I love Najee Harris. I think he's a complete running back. I know Paige agrees with me, yes. but for my overrated prospect, even I'm going with Chuba Hubbard. All the well. running backs today. Uh, I, I just, he's so small. And I, all the questions that you have about Travis Etienne, I have about Chuba Hubbard, not in the pass catching though. I think he's a very good pass catcher out of the backfield, but can he be your feature back? No, I don't think so. And uh, that means he can't be a first round running back. And it might mean he can't be a second round running back because there are some other good ones. I, I think Najee Harris is going to be the first guy off the board. And then maybe you can get into the Travis Etienne and some of these other guys, but Really, it's not that great of a running back class, in my opinion. No, it's a lot of running backs who are like scheme fit. Like Javian Hawkins at Louisville just opted out. Yeah. And he is a he's fast. He's a home run hitter, but he's small. Well, he's like these two running backs we're talking about right now. Yeah. ETN and Hubbard. Yeah. I like the North Carolina guys. Javante Williams, Michael Carter. Those are my guys. Yeah. They each have 800 yards rushing in eight games this year. And one of them, I think it's Williams, has like 15 rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk about Sam Howe. I want to talk about the receivers. I want to talk about Mac Brown. That fucking running game is legit, though. Right. Paige, I like my running backs like I like my girlfriends. Short and thick. Nice. No? Who's your, who's your RB1, though? Najee. So Najee, not for sure. That's because no, he's, he's big, too. Yeah. Watching no. him play uh, in high school, I was like, this guy could play in the NFL now. Like, he yeah. can go now. He's massive, and he just is... 
a bulldozer. Like it's un- unbelievable. And ETN might stay at like RB2. I don't know. I'm I'm scrolling through my rankings if you're watching on YouTube. So this is great to watch my eyes dart all over the screen. But I do have Javonta Williams pretty high. I do have Chuba Hubbard in like that running back four or five range. Uh, I do have Javian Hawkins in that running back four or five range. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell at Memphis, another small guy, but he has great hands. He's using the slot. Like he plays all over. Rakeem Boyd at Arkansas. I really had high hopes for Chris Evans at Michigan this year, and they don't give him the football. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Hopefully he's the senior bowl guy, and we get a chance to see him uh, boost his stock a little bit. He's a Michigan player. I think he's topped out. Probably so. Thanks, Jim Harbaugh. Let's make some Uh, friends now. Let's go with underrated guys. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going with our, our Florida boys again, even though we started the show here. I really like Kyle Trask. I know there's a lot of conversation about like six quarterbacks go in the first round and I'm, I'm here for it. I had six in my last mock draft, but a lot of the hype right now is around Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. And they're both playing really, really well. I don't want to take anything away from those guys, but like what I see Kyle Trask do week in and week out, the throws that he makes from the pocket, uh, even under pressure are so good. And the ball placement is excellent. I think the velocity is really, really good. And what I was telling Mello and Big Country a couple weeks ago was like how fast Kyle gets through his reads and gets to the right one is what impresses me. And this is a scheme that like Dak Prescott played in this scheme. It works. It translates to the NFL. Like Dan Mullen is not. This isn't, you know, like Ryan Day. We're going to see Justin Fields probably get knocked for his scheme a little bit. I don't know that we're going to hear about Kyle Trask getting scheme knocked because he does get to third and fourth progression. You do see him work all the way across the field and, and at, you know, hold safeties with his eyes. So. I would not be surprised if Kyle Trask is a top 15 pick when it's all said and done. So I think he's being underrated in comparison with Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. But then I also have to talk about Kadarius Tony because I pissed people off on Tuesday on Twitter because I said, I like Kadarius Tony more than Rondale Moore. And people just think that this is blasphemy. Rondale Moore was hurt last year, hasn't played this year, and no one knows why. He's just not playing this year. Yeah. And so I look at a small receiver who has injury issues. Those dudes are a dime a dozen in the NFL. Like, how is Rondell Moore not John Ross? How is he not Corey Coleman? How is he not Jalen Rager, who hasn't done anything with the Eagles yet? I just feel like I've seen that show before, and I didn't like the way it ended. So give me someone who's actually out there, and it's going to be a four-year contributor, even if this is his biggest year. Think of the guys that he was behind. Like, Van Jefferson was their leading receiver last year. And there was still a team that ran the ball more than anything. So mm-hmm. I love watching Kadarius Tony play. Um, like I said, even when Kyle Pitts out, watching Florida's fun because the way they get him the ball and the things he can do after the catch. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Nicole Hardman. Just like you don't know where he's going to line up. Yes. He's going to come in jet motion a lot. Damn he's it, got that's the speed. Comp. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, thank you, though. I And with Rondale Moore, like, I love Rondale Moore. And when he played as a freshman, uh, I thought he was electric. I couldn't wait to see him play as a sophomore. He's a Heisman candidate. He didn't. He hasn't played this year. So I'm with you. Like, his stock is definitely falling. I don't know if I'm ready to say, like, ooh, give me Darius Tony over him. But, I, I mean, Rondale Moore was thought of as a first-round pick. And now, like, what, like third maybe? Probably. It's probably where I'd have him fallen if I did a mock draft like that. But guy I want to talk about is underrated is Chaz Surratt, the linebacker linebacker from North Carolina who started his career there as a quarterback transition to linebacker as in he's been lights out. And this is the guy that's still learning the position. They're asking him to play middle linebacker. I think when you get him in more of like a four, three scheme and put him an outside linebacker where he can use that athletic ability, use some of his instincts. Uh, I think that he could end up being like a first round guy. I, I think that he should be a senior role guy. I don't know if he yeah, is yet, but like, I think he will be. He's a guy that we have to see. And he's a guy I love to watch play at linebacker. And another one for me is Elijah Vera Tucker 
at USC. I loved him at guard. And then this year they kicked him to left tackle. He's held his own at left tackle, but I do think that he's an NFL guard uh, that we probably need to start talking about. I think he's another guy that after Trey Smith, after Wyatt Davis, that we could be talking about as maybe not a first rounder, but like that third guard in a very good guard class. I just scrolled my list and like chuckled at mellow. I am at 50 overall. I, I love watching him play and it's yep. that show that versatility. No, you're not going to be an NFL left tackle, but yeah, I like that. He looks a little short too. Like um, he's probably only six, four. Here's what's funny. Chaz Surratt. I agree. Stock up. Sage Surratt. Mm-mm. Stock down. On Stock him? down. I don't know that he can run. I, so something you and I talked about over the summer was trying to scout Jamie Newman, who was at Wake Forest last year. It's like, God, he throws a lot of 50-50 balls, and Sage Surratt really bails him out. How dare you not say he was at Georgia, too? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need that today. Uh, Georgia fans do not like that. Uh, But it's like, oh, all the 50-50 balls. And you do knock Jamie Newman for that, but on the same side, like I don't know that Sage Surratt can get open. I don't know he can so run away from coverage. My same argument with Kyle Pitts, though. It's like, how many of these big receivers do we see in college football just go out there and bully people because they're 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six, and can just literally moss over people? Like, you're yep. going up against a 5'10 corner who's never going to see a down in the NFL. It doesn't make you special just because you're six six. I want to see you do it against uh, a corner like JC Horn, who's six foot, six foot one, yeah, and luck. can play up there with a guy who's six five, six six. So with Kyle Pitts, I think he's a good prospect, but he's not like he's not this top ten tight end that I think everybody else thinks of him as. I think he's probably a first round guy, but I also wonder that he's just getting away with being more athletic, being bigger than all these other corners even in the sec like yeah i was just gonna say that he plays against at least the the best conference yeah. that wise like i feel like that goes into it a little bit and you guys were talking mm-hmm. kind of about like how scheme fits like how big of a knock is that on people and like we talked earlier on a different show that like fit matters in terms of going to different teams is it really going to be that big of a knock for guys that like you don't think they're the scheme is good for them and translates to another I think team? it can be it's just it's one of those things that you almost have to talk about after the draft because you almost have to look at like where they go and be like, oh, this is going to help. Like Clyde edwards Hilaire. I really liked Clyde. And then you see he's going to go to Kansas City and you're like, oh, okay, that's perfect for him. Or you see someone like Jonathan Taylor go to Indianapolis. And you're like, ooh, like that might take a little while because they have Marlon Mack and they have even Naheem Hines was someone the Colts liked over the summer. So I think that it's more of like a post-draft concern. But I think you do have to like also know the teams. Like I, I think I've seen Mello tweet this. Kyle Pitts is Darren Waller. Like he's that. So if you want to use him like that, go for it. But don't expect him to be. He's not Gronk. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's not George Kittle. Like he's never going to play in line. So you just almost have to like take your board of like where could he go and cut the teams that would ask him to ever play like a traditional tight end because he's not a fit for them. That's yeah. how I do it anyway. I mean, I've always been curious, too, because like I part of it is like, do you take the best athlete that's on the board? Because like you can mold them into whatever you want if they're like smart enough and can figure out how you run things. Yeah. Um, But I guess the other half of it is you do have to take it. So it's like not overthinking the like, hey, can we mold them into something and also like play to their strengths as well? There's been a lot of talk about because of DK Metcalf, like being the 63rd or 64th pick in the draft. Everyone's like, how does someone this athletic fall? It's still a height, weight, speed league. How does he fall? It's like, you got to remember he had a broken neck. He had really barely played. And so it's like, should he been drafted earlier? Absolutely. He should have been, but the draft is risk management and it's okay. If what are the chances this player becomes elite? What are the chances he's hurt and doesn't play? Even like with the Rondale Moore talk, like the guy hasn't really played football in two years. And so you start to worry 
like, is he just, oh, he's at Purdue and they suck. So he's not really trying that hard. That's a whole nother set of issues. Or is he actually injury prone? That's another set of issues. There's just there's so much more that goes into it, which like I was joking about basketball players, like, oh, it's so easy. Just find a good basketball player. Like, it's really, really hard once you boil it down to well, it, narrow it down. And like with DK, that's a great situation because Russell Wilson wants to throw the ball deep. Like yep. if DK was a, sorry guys, 49er and you can't get him the ball deep, he's not going to look that great. Like he's not running jet sweep motion to get involved like Ayuk is, no. you know? And so we would be sitting here like, oh man, I can't believe DK went 64 overall. They should have drafted Debo Samuel or whoever. I don't even know. Yeah. But you know, know, like being in Same. that fit is <laughs> great for DK. Right. So I know a lot of people missed on him, but he landed in a great situation. But the fact the Eagles took JJR's take a white side over him. That's bad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That's really bad because he would be so good there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of receivers that should not have because he, I mean, running deep is very easy to do. If you just have a quarterback that can throw the ball 40 yards downfield, you should be able to get DK the ball. Yeah. Um, so NFL general managers can also send us questions and we'll answer them. It's called just the tip. <laughs> Aha, right? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Easterby wants to know just the tip. I fired my PR person and all of Twitter hates me. What do I do? Hmm. Fire yourself. That's not a real one. No. Do you want to read these? You want me to read these? What do you want to do? Oh, I got it. Uh, this is oh, a I long one. Though. He's ready. That's a long one. I can You're read. <laughs> uh, they just DM me these. I copy and paste them over. Here it goes. Someone I see on a regular basis, not exactly a coworker, but I do see every day while working is moving for a year at the end of the month. So somebody sees on a regular basis, moving away uh, for a year at the end of the month. I had a crush on her for the first time from the first time I saw her, but she was in a relationship. I recently saw on her Facebook page, no longer showing a relationship status. So I don't know if she's single. Uh, we're messaging each other often, but we are both really friendly people. So I can't tell if she is interested. My question is, should I tell her how I feel and I'm interested before she leaves? She's moving from California to Texas. So that's a lot to process. Uh, here's it's what a I'm going to say. There's a lot she, of steps here. She's moving in two weeks for a year. Save it. Save it. Don't. Why put that on her right now, man? Like, you like your window of opportunity is closed. If she comes back after the year, like try just maybe like keep up your pen pal thing you got going on here. But if, I think I think it's too late. If you love something, you have to let it go. If it comes back say. to you, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. Is what they say. And That's yeah. cool. I'm with you on this one though. I think like this is not great timing. Like, she's moving away. I don't. I don't know that she's gonna be like fairy tale. Like oh, he told me he liked me. I'm staying forever. I think in this situation you might have to let it walk. See what happens. See how it plays I don't out. mean to be crass. If he's trying to hook up with her, maybe tell her. Then let her leave. If he's trying <laughs> to date her, probably missed your window. That's facts. Yep. So I disagree. See, I get better at these the longer we go on. I disagree. <laughs> um, I think really? he should. I think he should tell her because simply because they probably will continue to talk, and I don't think it's fair for her to think that maybe they're friends or maybe they are continuing on a conversation, like to be more. Um, I don't, I think there's no time like the present, put yourself out there. There's no reason. I think timing and all of that stuff figures itself out if it's meant to be, but I would absolutely tell, maybe don't be like, Hey, I love you. Um, but you can, (laughs) if you guys are talking and you've had a crush on her and she is single, like you might as well just say like, I just, so she's not like thinking that you're her friend and it's more than a friend thing, because I think as someone who's very sensitive to that and afraid that I'm going to like lead somebody on, she wouldn't want to lead you on and you wouldn't want her to lead you on. Cause you're just going to fall more and more for, if you talk to her. So I would just get it out there. In-depth analysis. 
is every time right. Paige talks about relationships, I think of one very, very specific Twitter user. We don't have to dive into that one, though. This next one, Paige, <laughs> this one was for you, but sent to me. It, it, he wants to know if a pretty and single girl follows me, should I? Is that a sign of her shooting her shot? Like, is that all it takes for a girl? No. If she likes your stuff, if she like DMs you, I mean, obviously I'm not big on DMing people, but like if she likes your stuff or responds to your stuff, then maybe that's more, but just a simple follow is a no. So I, I don't know if that was actually directed towards me, but yeah, they was. wanted your specific input on that one. Oh, okay. I kind of agree though. Like the follow is if you're trying to get a dude's attention by just following him, it's not enough. That ain't gonna work. No. Yeah. Like, I, I will have people follow me and be like, oh, she's cute. I wonder if that was on purpose or an accident. Like, did you accidentally follow me? Are you following What's me because for? I'm funny or because you're interested or? Uh-huh. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, if you're interested, start liking some of those. Exactly. Stuff. I had comment. someone who was interested in me once and they followed me. And then like months later, I started talking to them. I was like, how was I supposed to know you're interested? And they're like, well, I followed you and was like liking everything. Well, that kind of got lost on me. Not yeah. a humble brag. It, like, it, it kind of depends you, on the woman. Like some women are very out there and will tell you how they feel indirect. And I think it takes a lot to be that way. Like I can be that way sometimes and I can not be that way sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think just to follow is, is not enough too, because if you've engaged with her and like she hasn't really responded, then maybe that's a no. Yep. That's my take on it too. Uh, next one here. My girlfriend and me moved in together in September and I don't think she knew how much football I actually watched. This is like me in 2014. Right. Uh, I can spend all Saturday and Sunday watching games, but we have compromised for me to pick one day. Which should I pick Saturday or Sunday? It's a no brainer for me. It's Saturdays. It's no brainer for me. Pick a different girlfriend. <laughs> I kind of have to agree with that. <laughs> That's yeah, oh, wow. I really don't like. Do you get to compromise how much time she spends going to apple orchards? Like, this is bullshit, actually. Why did you uh, say apple like orchards? How about like how many times she has to go to Target or like something simple? I like Target, so how I would say that. Bravo, I do too, but watches. right? Yeah, so I actually hey, don't, don't limit how, how much Bravo <laughs> anyone watches. I just feel like a relationship is a compromise like it's a negotiation when you especially when you get to the point of living together like this is your thing and someday you're probably going to get married and have children and this shit's going to end so maybe enjoy it while you can buddy until you then get divorced then you get every other weekend to do whatever the fuck you want which is magical by the way i just, recommend i just don't think that you should be with someone who's like mm, you watch too much football you get one day like thanks mom i moved out of that fucking house after 18 years because i was tired of people telling me what to do you don't get to now do the same I, I'm no Strong like feelings. break up with her tomorrow. This got dark so quick. <laughs> we like, just opened up I something for Matt. That... This, like, I don't think anyone, male or female, in a relationship should ever be controlling of like you get one day to watch football or what? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I'm like good. that's sort of yeah, that is it's really manipulative. It's like, well, you can't Thank watch you. it one day of the week. Like, I don't think that's a, the appropriate way to go about it. Maybe you can like say, hey, can we take an hour and go do something else? Or like if you guys have something on a Saturday or Sunday, like you should go to that because you are watching football every Saturday and Sunday, then you should make it a priority. If it's a day that you don't want to go, then you can say, what hey, I have Thursday this. Night? What about Monday night? What about Maction? Like, but what? what about Maction? Yeah, <laughs> but there's, there's plenty of things that you can compromise on. This doesn't sound like a mm -hmm. compromise. This sounds more of like an ultimatum of like you pick a day or else I'm going to be really pissed. And that's right. immature. So that person needs to grow up. 
And so we, this is something it. we talk about on our radio show a lot of like, hey, this weekend, the NFL schedule sucks. Go do things with your girlfriend this weekend. Take your wife to a fucking pumpkin patch. This is the weekend to do it. Right. It's like we try to like help people out with that. Or like last week, last Saturday, I didn't watch any football. We talked about it. It was a bad weekend to watch football. So took advantage of it. Like, I think that's what you have to do instead of, oh, it's my one day to watch football. Like, do you get to, does it rotate? Can it be a Sunday one week and Saturday the next? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what if there are two really? Can you parlay on? a Thursday night and a Monday night and give her the weekend? Like what? What happens when it's basketball season? I think life is, I'll agree with you guys. You've talked me into it. Life's Thank too you. short to be like, I'm not going to do something I enjoy. Yeah. If you like, like watching football all weekend, you should be able to do that. Especially like as an adult. And people shouldn't make you feel guilty for wanting to do something you enjoy. Yeah. I mean, and I, this is kind of difficult because the video game conversation comes up and I think that's different because you can pick what days you do that and when those things happen. Um, So that I would understand if like they were playing it every Saturday and Sunday, you're like, why can't you do this on a Tuesday night? Like there's no reason you can't. but yeah, I don't think telling someone that they can only watch one day of football. I'd be so pissed if like, all right, go for almost, <laughs> right. For almost five years, Mello and I have gone to the same bar on the same night every week for almost five years. And I, so to me, it's like, imagine dating someone who was like, mm, so you, you don't get to do that on Thursdays anymore. Like, you don't get to talk to me anymore. That would be the answer. Like, and I'll see you and next bye. Yeah, go. I'm changing the door code. Give me the Tahoe keys and I'm scrubbing <laughs> you from my phone. Let's go. Yeah, maybe Hold maybe up. don't break up with this girl. Maybe just have a conversation and say, I feel that this is a little much for you to ask this specific thing. I feel like it's a little like demanding. And if you're DMing your favorite podcast host about this, you know it's wrong. Like, you know <laughs> right? it's wrong. Like, just go back to when we started this question. <laughs> Press play. <laughs> we'll take all the heat for it. Done. Yeah. So here's what Matt said. <laughs> That's right at mellow the next one is a little bit more friendly if you want to dive into it um it okay. says this was from a girl and uh, honestly like if you're a girl and you slide in the dms about a uh, just the tip question it's getting on the show like it's just guaranteed. Guaranteed. uh what is the draft and why is every guy obsessed with it <laughs> and i'm also supposed to say r.i.p stf <laughs> So the draft is when every football fan gets their hopes and dreams crushed by a player that you think is going to know. So the draft is when NFL teams select eligible college football players to fill out their roster. So if you're a three years from high school and you declare for the draft, an NFL team can pick you to play for their team. Uh, Yes, it's collusion and it should be illegal that you don't get to choose where you work after college, but... This is the world we live in. Thanks, capitalism. So, uh, and then the NFL teams, they are ranked in order of the worst team gets to pick first and the best team picks last. Each team gets seven picks, but you can trade those. There's a whole nother level to it. But I actually have really like a lot of guilt about the draft because I do think it should be illegal. Like imagine when you graduated from college, Paige and Mello, and being like, oh, Mello, you wanted to teach at this school district. Sorry, you got drafted by Joplin. You have to go teach there now. Like what? No, why don't I get to choose where I work? Like, it's so wild to me that in only in athletics, you don't get to choose where you work. I mean, you get the free agency thing, but like, I get it. And back to the question, like, what is the draft? It's a crazy weekend that you should just let your boyfriend enjoy because it's, I don't know. Or lean into it. Yeah, get into it. Yeah, Yeah. we've had some listeners before that are very interested, but I'm with you on the like, it's weird that you don't get to choose where you work. And with free agency, free agency works because if there's a team and they already have a quarterback in place, that free agent isn't like, you know what? I'm going to go there. They're going to go somewhere where they can get their opportunity to play. So yeah. I, I, 
think we could actually do away with the draft and everything would be okay. I would be unemployed, so I'd rather not do that. Well, no. Because <laughs> you're literally that. NFL draft scout, but... Right? I'd have to change my handle. Just NFL scout. NFL player scout. Yeah. yeah. Guys entering the NFL scout. Right. New player yeah. scout. <laughs> I mean, the draft is also where people like think that they're like it's going to make or break their team. Like, yes, yeah, there right. are certain situations like in hindsight that people will be able to be like, we should have done this. But like, realistically, it is very difficult to get it right. Hence why there's professionals that try and do it for a living or people, GMs that get fired all the time because they don't know what they're doing. Um, but I guess it's, I mean, I, I like the draft because I'm a big college football fan. And then I'm like, bye, my sons. I love you. I've been like covering you for the last three years. This is so sad. Um, but yeah, I, I get the like question sort of because I do understand when people are like, well, why are we so excited about the draft? And there's some people that go really in depth to to like get it right and say what they think should happen and what team should take what. It goes beyond just some guys being excited about their team um, yeah. in an excessive way a little bit. But hey, do what you love. Sure. Which do you think should be more legal? The selective service that the government had or the NFL draft? The NFL draft. I agree. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Burn your draft card, Trevor Lawrence. Go where you want. Sorry. That's I mean, my weird rant. He might. Yeah. Uh, last just a tip question. Just started dating this girl and things are going well. We've been on two dates, but NYC is about to go on lockdown again. Do I still get to see her during lockdown? Do we pick up afterwards? I don't know what to do. That's I think you one. have to have a conversation about like, almost like what you're each comfortable with of like, if you're truly quarantining and you're both like working from home and you're not going out, but like you almost put that person in your quarantine bubble. Cause mm -hmm. like when we had to quarantine here back in March, well, you and I work together every day. So like, even though we don't live together, we were still kind of in a quarantine bubble where we felt safe seeing each other because you weren't going outside of our mm -hmm. little circle. So I think you almost have to do it like that of like, Hey, I would like to continue seeing you during quarantine like outside of FaceTimes and stuff, can we have like an agreement that we're going to be safe about this? I think that's hit the nail right on the head. As, as long as you're both doing what you're supposed to and you're both comfortable with it and things are going well, I think there's no reason why you can't continue to see well, one another. And like the thing with New York is like, I mean, does she, where does she, does she live in Queens and you live in Hoboken? Cause like there's no public transportation. So unless you have a jet ski, that's going to be tough. So like where we live, like, oh, well, we can just hop in a car and drive across town and, mm -hmm. and like hang out at somebody's house. Uh, it's a little different in cities, I think, because no mass transportation. Yep. That's a very good point. Yeah. I think you just communicate like you guys said. Like, I think quarantine relationships are actually going to be a lot like stronger than most because you are going to have to talk about like really weird stuff. Like, hey, yep. like say, say one of them lives with a parent and is like, hey, my parent or grandma is like high risk. Like, I really can't risk this, but like, I still want to continue seeing you. Like, you yeah. will have to really trust someone and learn to trust them probably sooner than you would have otherwise. So maybe it's a positive thing for your relationship. It's going to be weird and it's going to be awkward and it may not be perfect, but I definitely think you just over communicate about it and make sure you're both definitely on the same page about, you know, where you're going and who you're seeing and, and how it's all going down. I think what you said, Paige is so accurate that like, COVID relationships are going to be good because people are forced to like talk and get to know each other. Kind of like probably how all of our parents started dating way back in the day. It's not just like burning through all the stages of a relationship so fast because you're, you're forced apart more often. I also think there will be more divorces in 2020 and 2021 than ever before. Like people who are married and were forced to like be around each other all the time. <laughs> they ain't making it.
No right. way. No way. <laughs> I wish I was for a, two weeks. I was wish like, I was a divorce attorney right now. I wish I'd be cleaning up, but yeah. I'm not. I'm like a hopeless romantic. So I'm like, oh, maybe you brought them closer if they weren't spending time up like together. Maybe they were busy with their jobs. Like you just never that could, know. That could happen too. I think it's a 50-50 split. I'm sure there are a lot of those out there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember tweeting at the beginning of the pandemic. It was like, will there be more divorces or babies in the next babies? Everyone I know is pregnant. So <laughs> I was going to say, well, it's probably going to be both. Like there can be babies coming from divorces because it's right. just like, I don't have anything else to do. And I know that I hate you. Yeah. We're still going to get this done. Right. We'll get divorced later. Maybe do it safely with protection instead then. <laughs> yeah. Married? Everybody does that. Right. Four kids on the side. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no comment. <laughs> okay uh that that is our show um we are dangerously close to doing live shows with Paige and joplin i'm very excited um yeah we got to figure that out but next week thanksgiving right here yeah right just head, floating head right here <laughs> I'm just uh, next week you guys. a little thanksgiving <laughs> episode so that'll be fun uh, uh be thinking about what you're, what you're thankful for, for. yep <laughs> our mom makes us go around the table and do that stuff at thanksgiving we do that so. too yeah Good. So you'll you'll, you'll be ready. Answers. So you right. guys will say me, right? Obviously. Yes. Yep. This podcast and this our podcast page, turtlenecks. <laughs> Something before, not turkey like, necks. Turtlenecks. It's different. I was just about to say we can say this for the next episode, but like that's like the episode of Friends where they're saying what they're thankful for, and he's like, "I'm <laughs> grateful for this beautiful fall breeze we're having," and he's like, "Because the other day this wind came by and it just blew this girl right skirts right up." Like, <laughs> and so we got to see him. He's like, "I'm also thankful for thongs." So shout out Joey <laughs> from Friends. Sounds like my list right there. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to end a show than that right there. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, subscribe, uh, leave a, a review, and also follow us on Twitter at Two Guys A Girl Pod. That's it. Gang, gang.